Job chapter 12. I'm going to read the entire chapter of 12, chapter 12 and then down through um, verse 15 of chapter 13. Um, so we continue going through Job. Job is, Job is answering Zophar here, and Zophar was, was maybe the harshest. Of, well, I think he was the harshest of the three in his first um, accusation or his first indictment against Job. And Job answers him here. And I was reading through this, and, and Job's telling the, the three miserable comforters, listen, I know God is sovereign. And it's interesting to me to read through this and see what these men say about God. We, we know that they're right and, and what they're saying of God, but I, I, I'm amazed at how the three counselors take that and use it wrongly. And, and Job here is just pleading his cause, and, and he says some things that make me smile. It's funny. Basically, he tells them to shut up a couple times in here. Let's have a word of prayer, and, and we'll read this passage of Scripture. I want to look at, Job says, I know he's so- sovereign, and then he says, hold your peace. <laughs> so, let's pray. Father, thank you. Uh, for the many blessings that we have in our life. Father, most of all that we know you, that we have your word and, and we have a relationship with you today. Lord, that, that your shed blood, uh, that Christ shed blood on the cross, redeemed our soul. And Father, we want to lift up your name in the service tonight. As we look in the book of Job, Lord, guide us and, and help us to learn. Uh, as we kind of go through this rapidly, Father, uh, help us to glean and to grow. Uh, do you want to pray for Ed again? Lord, just lift him up tonight uh, and uh, help him, Lord, uh, to rest in you and, and Miss Irma as well. Uh, Elaine, Lord, uh, watch over her. She's there with her parents. Work there for them tonight. We'll trust you in, in all of this. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. So verse 1 of chapter 12, And Job answered and said, No doubt, but ye are the people, and wisdom shall die with you. That's verse I love too. No doubt, wisdom shall die with you. <laughs> He's showing a little sarcasm. Um, I think it's Jeff Allen, the comedian, that said that was his wife's, he and his wife's love language <laughs> was sarcasm. Uh, sometimes I wonder if it's not mine. I love, I love a good sarcastic joke. And and he's just being sarcastic here. He says, No doubt wisdom shall die with you. But I have understanding as well as you. I am not inferior to you. Yea, who knoweth not such things as these? He's telling them, You're wasting your breath, basically. I know all of this. You're not teaching me anything. Am I as one mocked of his neighbor who calleth upon God, and he answereth him? The just upright man is laughed to scorn. He that is ready to slip with his feet is as a lamp despised in the thought of him that is at ease. The tabernacles of robbers prosper, and they that provoke God are secure, into whose hand God bringeth abundantly. But ask now in the beast, and they shall teach thee, and the fowls of the air, and they shall tell thee. Or speak to the earth, and it shall teach thee, and the fishes of the sea shall declare unto thee. Who knoweth not in all these that the hand of the Lord hath wrought this? In whose hand is the soul of every living thing, and the breath of all mankind? Doth not the ear try words, and the mouth taste his meat? 
With the ancient is wisdom, and length of days understanding. With him is wisdom and strength. He hath counsel and understanding. Behold, he breaketh down, and it cannot be built again. He shutteth up a man, and there can be no opening. Behold, he withholdeth the waters, and they dry up. Also he sendeth them out, and they overturn the earth. With him is strength and wisdom. The deceived and the deceiver are his. He leadeth counselors away spoiled, and maketh the judges fools. He looseth the bonds of kings, and girdeth their loins with a girdle. He leadeth princes away spoiled, and overthroweth the mighty. He removeth away the speech of the trusty, and taketh away the understanding of the aged. He poureth contempt upon princes, and weakeneth the strength of the mighty. He discovereth deep things out of the darkness, and bringeth out to light the shadow of death. He increaseth the nations, and destroyeth him. He enlargeth the nations, and straighteneth them again. He taketh away the heart of the chief of the people of the earth, and causeth them to wander in a wilderness where there is no way. They grope in the dark without light, and he maketh them to stagger like a drunken man. Lo, mine eyes hath seen all of this, mine ear hath heard it and understood it. What ye know the same do I know also, I am not inferior unto you. I want to stop there for just a little bit and, and look at this as he, as he speaks of God. And it's interesting to me this statement that he makes twice. I'm not inferior to you. I'm, I'm not less than you. It strikes me odd that he says it that way. But he's, he's just telling them, listen, all of this talk we've had is, is not of any worth. I'm not inferior to you. You are lifting yourself up. He's pointing to them and showing them their pride. And he's helping them to see, listen, if you understood where I was, I, I don't think it's wrong for Job to say this. I, I, I struggle with who's right and who's wrong through the book of Job and where they're saying what they say and, and when they say it. Um, Job is wrong in some of what he says. He, he asks God to kill him, and I believe that's not right. He, he's looking for some relief at times, and he's, he's even accusing God at times, and, he, and he's wrong in that. But he's telling them here, listen, I, I trust in God as well as you do. I understand that he's almighty and in control of all things. As he, as he goes down here, he lists all these things about God, that he is our strength, he is our wisdom, he is, he is the sustainer of all things. Some of what we looked at this morning. I know that he is sovereign, is what he's saying. I know that all of this is for a purpose. It doesn't make it not difficult. And, and I keep going back to this in my own mind, that Job is still suffering here. There's been no relief from the boils and the sores that are from the top of his head to the bottom of his feet. How long he's been sitting in sackcloth and ashes, scraping that ooze off of his skin, and how that must have felt. I, I've never experienced anything like that. I mean, we, we get one burn on our finger and, and we, we will favor that finger at all costs, right? We are going to make sure to not hurt that hurt spot. If it's, if it's a sore somewhere, we, we will do what we can to pad that and to keep it from being... Uh, bumped and, and, and run into. And Job is sitting here in all of this, and they're telling him, if you knew God like I know God, you wouldn't have this problem. 
And I wondered about that. Boy, that Job is not meaner and more harsh to them than he is, is amazing to me. That Job doesn't come out and just run them off. <laughs> you can just leave. I'm done with you. You have no idea what I'm going through. He just stops and he says, listen, I, I know that God is right. He's acknowledging the sovereignty of God. Go with me to Deuteronomy chapter 4. Verse 39. <coughs> this is a simple, simple verse. It says, Know therefore this day, and consider in thine heart that the Lord, He is God. And, and consider that statement. The Lord, the self-existent creator of all things, He is God. He is preeminent. He is almighty. And, and that statement is enough. What God told Abraham to tell them, I am that I am, that, that's enough. And Job's telling his friends, listen, I, I know this about him. Now, we all know this about him. We don't, we don't every day live this way. But if I, can, if I can live this week that I know that the Lord, He is God in heaven above and upon the earth beneath, there is none else. What He's doing is right. I, 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 uh, Ed tonight is sedated. He's, he can't respond. He, I think he can hear. They, they think he can hear some of what we're saying to him. But he's very sedated for his own good. And I, I just want to know that Job knows that he is, or I mean, that Ed knows that he is God tonight. He's going through a difficult time. He is sovereign, and, and, and what he has done is, is for a purpose, and it's right. Verse, verse 14 back in our text says, Behold, speaking of his being sovereign and what he does, Behold, he breaketh down, and it cannot be built again. He shutteth up a man, and there can be no opening. It just says what he does is not reversible either. That, that, it's, that it is permanent, and it's right. It's permanent, and it's right. One more in, in Acts on the sovereignty of God, and, and you know, all of tonight is, is, all of Job is about the sovereignty of God. But our response to what goes on in our life. And this is Paul on Mars Hill. Warm up here tonight. Verse 22, Then Paul stood in the midst of Mars Hill and said, Ye men of Athens, I perceive that in all things ye are too superstitious. For as I passed by, and behold your devotions, I found an altar to this inscription, to the unknown God, whom therefore ye ignorantly worship, him declare I unto you, God that made the world and all things therein, seeing that he is Lord of heaven and earth, dwelleth not in temples made with hands, 
Neither is worshipped with men's hands as though he needed anything, seeing he giveth to all life and breath and all things. I, I wanted to look at that verse right there. I, I, Neither is worshipped with men's hands as though he needed anything. I love that statement. God doesn't need anything. He is the source of everything. He's sovereign. He, he, he made all things. He's the source of it. And hath made of one blood all nation of men for to dwell on all the face of the earth, and hath determined the times appointed before appointed and the bounds of their habitation that they should seek the Lord, if happily they might feel after Him, and find Him, though He be not far from every one of us. And then verse 28 says, For in Him we live and move and have our being. <laughs> this, this verse is one that we want to grasp onto when things are going well. It might be one that we want to grasp onto in times of sorrow, but if I really live by it, then all the hard times, I understand he is, he is bringing into my life. And so I accept it. I read Job, and I, at this point, I don't see where Job has accepted what has happened in his life. He is seeing, he is acknowledging the sovereignty of God and that God is right. But I believe it's towards the end of the book of Job when Job says, okay, here's, this was right. This was, this was good. I can look back upon this favorably. Not that Job wanted to go back through the trials, but he looked back and saw God leading in it. For in Him we live and move and have our being. He is everything. As certain also of your own poets have said, for we are also His offspring. For as much then as we are the offspring of God, we ought not to think that the Godhead is like unto gold or silver or stone graven by art and man's devices. And at the time of, times of this ignorance, God winked at, but commandeth, or now commandeth, all men everywhere to repent. Because he hath appointed a day in the which he will judge the world in righteousness by that man whom he hath ordained, whereof he hath given assurance unto all men in that he hath raised him from the dead." And when they heard of the resurrection of the dead, some mocked. Others said, we will hear thee again of this matter. Stop right there. And He's going to judge the world in righteousness. And he can because all that he's done now is right. Well, he can because he's God. I don't have to accept what he's done is right or not. He can judge in righteousness because he's a righteous God. But I... I I look at this and I see his, his sovereignty again. Paul preaching to those that don't know of God and some of them accepted him. Uh, but we have heard this all of our life. Job, Job says, I know these things about God. I know that he's sovereign. He's going to learn more and more to accept what God has done. But he's telling his friends, you're not telling me anything new. I know these attributes of God. And we can know the attributes of God. We can, we can even say that what he's doing is right. And I'm not saying this is Job. I, I really don't know what I think exactly um, of Job's arguments. And, and I, I've, I started studying Job in, uh, in some classes about 10 years ago. And, and I've still not 
settled on some of what I think about the book of Job. But in my own life, I could be like Job in this. I could say I'm not inferior to you in my knowledge that he is just. But at the same time, I can have my questions and doubts. And this is what Job does. So we say he's sovereign, and, and then sometimes we want to question what he's done or what he's doing. That's why we need to take time and, and give testimony and praise the Lord for the things in our life. That's why we need to count our blessings. Well, you, you stop and you start counting what all God has done for you, and, and it'll make the, the trials seem pretty light. Job didn't look like he had too many blessings at that time, but he could have named some blessings. Verse 3 through 15 of chapter 13 says, Surely I would speak to the Almighty and desire to reason with God. But ye are forgers of lies. Ye are all physicians of no value. (laughs) Boy, what an indictment right there. Ye are forgers of lies. What you're telling me is lies. You're just sitting here accusing me falsely. And ye are physicians of no value. You are no good to me. Oh, that you would altogether hold your peace, and it should be your wisdom. You would show yourself wise just to to sit and be quiet. Hear now my reasoning, and hearken to the pleading of my lips. Will ye speak wickedly for God, and talk deceitfully for Him? Will ye accept His person? Will ye contend for God? Is it good that He should search you out, or as one man mocketh another, do ye so mock Him? He will surely reprove you if you do secretly accept persons. There's a whole message in the last few verses I read right there that I'm not going to preach tonight. I, I do want to mention it. Are you, are you thinking that you're speaking for God in my behalf here? He says, you will speak wickedly for God. Just talk deceitfully for Him. He, he's calling them out on their hypocrisy and, and their, their double standards. And he said, He will surely reprove you if ye do secretly accept persons. You know, there's only one time in our life that we accept persons. And that's when there's pride in my own life. When, when I think that I can judge between and I'm, I can accept this person and I can't accept that person, I've put myself above that person. And now I'm lifted up in pride. Well, that's something that's easy to do. Easy to do. I, I do it walking through Walmart all the time. Confession, I've done it while driving the bus. And the Lord has to convict me of it. You know what? There, but for the grace of God, there go I. I have nothing to give but the grace of God. So I can't accept persons. He will surely reprove you if you do secretly, not even if it's openly, but if in my mind I'm judging against someone, I'm preferring one over another, then God is going to judge me. Shall not His excellency make you afraid and His dread fall upon you? Your remembrances are like unto ashes, your bodies to bodies of clay. Hold your peace. Let me alone, that I may speak and let come on me what will. He said, You're a, you physicians are of no good. Just, just sit there and let come what comes. 
<laughs> you just see the frustration in him. Wherefore do I take my life in my teeth and put my life in mine hands? He said, why would I do that? And then this statement, which is so powerful in the book of Job, and one that is well known, though he slay me, yet will I trust in him. But I will maintain mine own ways before him. Though he slay me, yet will I trust in him. If he kills me, I'm going to continue to trust in God. Job's had everything taken away. The only mention of his wife here to this point is she rebuked him and told him what a fool he was. Just curse God and die. What are you doing? And he told her she spoke as a foolish woman to go on. So I don't know if he's, I don't know if he's got the comfort of his wife. I don't know what he has except for these three comforters who are accusing him of sin. And he makes this statement, Yet will I trust in Him, but I will maintain mine own ways before Him. That statement, I I looked at it, and and I'll admit, admit, uh, initially I I struggled with it. I'll maintain my own ways before Him. That, That sounds completely contrary to what he's just been saying about God. I will maintain my own ways. What it is, is I will just continue to allow Him to lead my life. My life is going to be maintained or kept in His ways before Him. So, you, you three miserable comforters, you're of no good to me. Just sit and be quiet. I'm going to look to God. There's, there's so many takeaways from the book of Job to, be, to not be the miserable comforter. But as we look at it, can we just say, as he did, no matter what comes, I'm going to trust in God. Isaiah chapter 26. Isaiah 26. Verse 3 and 4. I remember our parents making us memorize these verses when I was a kid. My dad um, talked about these things a lot, and I appreciate that. Thou wilt keep him in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on thee, because he trusteth in thee. Trust in the Lord forever, for in the Lord Jehovah is everlasting strength. Can we say we've had perfect peace these past weeks? Have I, what is it? It's in Psalms, I believe. I will both lay me down in peace and sleep, for thou, Lord, only makest me dwell in safety. My focus is on him, and the Lord Jehovah is everlasting strength, and I have peace in the midst of my trials. That's my prayer for the quigs tonight. As they go through this, Miss Irma is, is wondering what's going to happen with Ed. The Lord Jehovah is her strength. And it, it doesn't say He's going to keep us in perfect peace when the, rose, when, the, when the days are rosy. 
when my mind is stayed on Him, when I'm focused on God, though He slay me, Job says, yet or still, through it all, I will trust in Him. I... I look at the lost and I wonder, how do you deal with trials? How do you deal with struggles? If your mind cannot be fixed on on God. Philippians chapter 4, verse 4 through 8. Be careful for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. And I just lost it. Help me out with verse 8. Well, I'll turn there. Hmm? And the peace of God. And the peace of God, which passeth all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of a good report, if there be any virtue, if there be any praise... Think on these things. You know, I used to, I used to separate verse 6 and 7 away, away, away from verse 8, and I can't do it anymore. I, I look at it, and we see, in the peace of God which passes all understanding shall keep your heart and mind through Christ Jesus. When I've given Him all my cares, there's, there's a letting go of things. There's a letting go of the worry and the stress, and even the questions why. There's just an acceptance that I'm giving this all to God. But then there's also a putting back of the, of the thoughts that are right and a focus that is on those things that are, that are true and honest and just and pure and lovely, of good report. So my mind is fixed, it's stayed on God, and I have peace when I think on these things. And if you, if you look at what is true and honest and just and pure and lovely, it's the Word of God. It's my Redeemer. So my mind is stayed on Him. I take and I give Him all of my cares. Be careful for nothing. There should be no worry in my life. Boy, to have a week with no worry. <laughs> what a blessing to, to be able to give it all to God. And just have my thoughts on those things that are lovely, that are pure, that are peaceable. This is the will of God for our life. This was, this is the will of God, was the will of God for Job's life through this trial. I've, I've often thought, boy, Satan goes and, and says, if you let me do this to Job, he'll curse you. And I thought, when I first read it the first few times, this is not fair. I felt sorry for Job. But God is teaching Job an invaluable lesson. And I, and I believe he's going to, I know he looked back in the end and he was thankful for it. Um, Help me out with the, the camp director in Arkansas. What's his name? Hmm? Bishop. Bishop. Yes, thank you. Brother Bishop in Arkansas has run the Triple S, is it Triple S Ranch? Boy, me and names. Anyway, he, he ran it for years and years, and then he got a disease. Was it a, something in his brain? And he nearly died from it. But he, he had to learn how to do everything again, from walking to dressing himself to eating to talking, 
all of it, like he just was an infant. And his wife basically raised him a second time. He now has a speech impediment. He, di- he has difficulty speaking. He has days where he said the nerve pain from his head to his feet is just unbearable. He lays in bed in abject pain. And he goes and he gives this testimony. And I know it's true in his life because I've watched him. And I, and I could just see in the man's spirit his honesty and his love for the Lord. He says there's three things I'm thankful for in his, in his, in his difficulty of speaking. He said, first of all, is for my salvation. Secondly, is for my dolly. Huh? Donna. Donna, yes. He calls her my Donna. His wife is my Donna. And third is for my illness. He said, through my trials, I've gotten so much closer to God than I ever knew I could get. Through these things, he's led me and, and done things for me that I, could, I, I did not know he had for me. And today, he cannot do physically what he could do before. Today, he, like I said, he struggles to speak. And he has days where he lays in bed, but he knows that God did it for him. So that, to me, is a testimony of, though he slay me, yet will I trust in him. I know when I come through the end of this trial that I'm going to be closer to God, that I'm going to be looking back on this and say there was divine leading in all of this, and it was right. And it was right. You know, we look back on things that have gone on in our life, and if there's bitterness... It's not an acceptance of what God did. And we all have things. We all have difficulties and trials, but God knew about it. When, when the so-called pastor, he was a speaker anyway, at a funeral that I went to, got up and said this statement to begin with, I want you all to know, first thing I want you to know is God did not want this to happen. I just, I was dumbfounded. God did not want that to happen. If God didn't want it to happen, it doesn't happen. Now, he, he does not want us to sin. This girl was killed in an accident. It was, it was a horrible thing, a difficult thing. But it, God had a purpose in it. God had a purpose in it. I believe that little girl's in heaven today. But can we say, though he slay me, yet will I trust him? God is not going to make a mistake. And he's going to lead and guide and do those things that form us more in the image of Christ. I just titled the message tonight, Though He Slay Me. Though He Slay Me. He will keep you in perfect peace when your mind is stayed on him. When your mind is stayed on the Lord. Let's pray. Father, Thank you again for our time tonight. Thank you for your word. And thank you for the promises, Lord, that when we are trusting you, when we have given you all of our care, and we trust you to lead and to guide in it, Father, you've given peace. That peace that passeth all understanding. Lord, I just praise you for your strength, for your mercy, and for your grace. Lord, as we we go... Uh, to, our, to our homes tonight, Lord, protect us, watch over us. Lord, give us opportunities this week uh, to be a witness. And Lord, give us boldness to, to, to 
take those opportunities, Father, to not let them waste. Lord, that we would be salt and light this week, Lord, that you would be glorified through Victor Baptist Church. Thank you for loving us. In Christ's name we pray, amen. You are dismissed.